Kiki B. And I'm Sammy Z. And this is Stumbling Along. Hello, everybody, and welcome into 2020 with Stumbling Along with Vicky B. and Sammy Z. I think it's really important that, you know, we reflect on everything that's happened in the decade past and how, you know, amazing it's been. And what better way than to reflect on all the pivotal moments than to reflect on our drunk moments of the decades. So we've decided for this episode not to tell each other the stories that we picked out. Just, you know, add a little bazaza to the podcast this week. Yeah. And also while we share our drunk moments of the decade we're also sipping on some blueberry mojitos which is my new favorite drink now has one of your um decade your decade drunk moments been inspired by this drink Mm, maybe i guess one of them definitely i've mentioned this before Mm -hmm. um in thailand we drank a lot of mojitos for sure and we did have a blueberry mojito there and that's why i was like oh like i really want to try it again But in Thailand, I said this in our second episode, um, but I definitely think one of the best drunk stories I have is when um, Deanne and I fought each other in Thailand when we did Muay Thai boxing, which you totally know about and we're there. But um, right beforehand, I took a tequila shot and yacked in the washroom. And then I came back and she was like, basically convincing me to fight (laughs) was such a bad idea because I don't I don't fight I don't work out um but I just thought it would be funny and we said we were gonna pretend fight but she kicked my ass that bitch that's honestly one of my favorite stories so is that one of your five then definitely tell me one okay well I first want to say why I think this reminiscing on drunk decades is so important for us. I think basically there's nothing better than like when you're in your 20s or like in coming out of university and that feeling of like post night out the next day where all of your roommates are super hungover and you all like sit together and just kind of like get nostalgic and reminisce on the past. And I think one way to move forward and like own the next year is to actually just recognize everything from the past instead of just like saying new year, new me, maybe like for us, I think these are funny because it just kind of like almost like ties a bow around the decade and says, I had so much fun, highlights the good and the fun of it all. Yeah. As opposed to dwelling on like what I don't want to do next year, like maybe just honing it again for the new year. Yeah, I think we had so much fun. We went through high school, we went through university, like the best like time of your life when you don't have to worry about a lot of things. And we made so many new friends and had so many great memories with alcohol and without. Exactly. But I am curious. Tell me yours. Okay, so I kind of laid out my stories um, based on kind of like age and when we started drinking. So my first story is from age like 16, 17. Um, you will know the story, but I'm going to still give it in great detail. <laughs> so me and Victoria, when we were in high school, went on a summer abroad to Italy and did an English learning experience in lovely Rome. And I would say this would have been one of my first, like, major drinking under the age experience I've ever had. It was a big experimental drinking fiasco. Um, But basically, I had a friend who introduced me to this tequila shot, which I had never had before in my life. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and so we went out one night on a weeknight and we went and probably got like 10 tequila shots. My 16, 17 year old body barely could do a vodka crayon. I don't know what inspired her to take on the tequila world. Um, but the night's totally blurry. That's all I remember from it really. But what's funny about it and what makes it so funny is the hangover the next day. So we are all sitting outside in Italy reading Shakespeare in the sun. Imagine that, like beautiful scenery, reading old poems. And I just like I'm sitting in the sun, not even knowing what a real hangover is. And I just start getting really flustered. You know, when you're just really hot and you kind of start sweating and you just don't know what's going to happen. Like it can come out either end. You're just really not sure. That's where I was, but I was in a field. And then I was like, you know what? I need to go inside. And I told my teacher I had heat stroke. Um, I clearly did not. I started running from the field, like sprinting from the field to our hotel, which in Italy did not have an elevator. We were on the fifth floor. Oh, yeah. All the way as fast as I can to get to my room to throw up. And then I'm at like halfway point and it's just like in my mouth. It is coming out and I see a maid cart. Oh, no. That's her soul. My head went in with all the dirty laundry of, of like all the pillowcases, and I just threw up in the maid cart. That is such a movie moment. <laughs> yeah, it was, except I didn't feel that way at all. I was like mortified, and I just continued running. Like, imagine that. Like, as soon as you're on sprinting, I just like, looked both ways and continued running to my room to finish off the job because I was just mortified. Did the maid come out? She, I have no idea what happened to her. I never looked back earliest drunk story I can remember imagine just finding that and then didn't you call your mom and or was complaining to her about how sick you were but you're just hungover and then the guy who runs um the Italy trip came to my room and knocked and brought me all these meds for heat stroke oh my god I was just like thanks (laughs) that was my very first drunk story of the of my of my drinking decade that's awesome going off that note I'm definitely uh, Italy so I turned 17 in Italy and it was also our very last day on our trip um so everyone was like kind of getting wild and I like loved this boy at the time whatnot and so we went to um the drunken ship in Rome and there's like a bunch of bars in that little area right yes it was like a little piazza and like Basically, the drunken ship, this piazza kind of just served the Canadians, the tourists of all of Italy. So everyone everyone speaks English, so you're really fired up. And there's just like a beer pong table and whatnot. We were taking shots of absinthe because you can't get that in Canada. Um, So we were taking shots of absinthe and everything underneath the sun. And then we all had a curfew of what, like 11 or 12? Yeah, exactly. I remember it was time to go and Samantha like took me into the washroom and was like, I need to throw up. I should throw up before we go back because you have to sign in. You put your fingers down my throat trying to help me throw up. That was another movie moment, honestly. When we got back and I tried to, you guys were just like holding me up. Classic, like you broke your leg. Like our like our hands were like, your body was in the middle and like each person had like you under their arms. And then just like sign the entire sheet. You guys just left me in my bed. I don't know where everyone went. Victoria, I think the very moral of this story is get as fucked 
up as you want. Just make sure you have good friends getting you home. But you guys changed me and everything. Yeah, of course. That's what friends are for. That's what cousins are for. Anyways, back to you. Tell me another one. Um, okay. How, so I'm going to title my next one. It's like my early 20s, so like second year, third year, I believe. And it's called the Halloween Phone Smackdown. Hmm. Is what I call it. Okay. <laughs> so I, me and my roommates in university, Hannah and Sierra, go to a Halloween party. As all Halloween party does, we look glamorous. We're in our fun costumes. I don't remember what we're wearing, but we get really, really drunk. And like all drunk girls, you hold phones, you take pictures, you dance. But what happens when one of the girls goes to take a picture and can't find her phone? Yes, I know. I'm talking like I'm on an infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, my friend loses her phone. Uh, My friend Hannah loses her phone. Um, And then Hannah's not the first time Hannah has lost her phone in public setting. Um, But however, my friend Sierra is queen of having us all on her Find My Friends app. You have an iPhone. I'm not sure if Android does it, but you know that you can like have you can, like, track your friend's phones and always know where they are. Sierra's, like, the biggest paranoia chick, so she has it all on her phone. And we see the phone on the tracker bopping away from the party. <laughs> we see that somebody's stealing the phone. And we are so drunk. And we decide we are going to follow this phone, and we are going to get it back. So we are drunk. We bolt out of the party, start running down the street in full costume. And all you see is this herd of guys running away from us and we are screaming like get back the phone we know it's you and we are just bolting it and these guys like bolt into this house and we do not stop we walk up to the door and we start banging and banging and we're like you let us in right now we know you have it and then obviously the phone we see suddenly disappears i'll find my friends which means the phone was turned off and we are freaking out. And then one guy opens the door, locks it, and peeks behind it. And through, like, the white screen of it, he's like, hold up the phone. He's like, is this your phone? And my friends were all screaming, like, get it back! And he's like, I'll come out and give it to you. But please don't hurt me. <laughs> we're literally like, what the hell? And so basically, we end up getting it back and end up just, like, befriending these guys. Like, listen, we get you took it, but we're happy it's back now have a good Halloween, and then we just, like, go our separate ways. That's hilarious. So yeah. we took it and then was scared because you guys actually followed him home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, okay. One of my roommate, my roommate in university, just reminded me of my next one. Um, there's one that she was in, one that she wasn't. So I was at a bar in Ottawa and I was looking for my Uber at the end of the night and I couldn't find it. It's like a really busy area. So they're really hard to find sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this limo pulls up and these people are just yelling out of it. They're like, Oh, come like, come join us. I was like, hell no, I'm (laughs) not getting in this limo. But then I couldn't find my Uber. I was pretty drunk. The, The limo driver, rolls down his window and says that he'll drive me home. Oh my god. If I wanted to go. That is so risky, Victoria. I know. And I was like, honestly, um, I my friends are gone now. 
I don't know where my Uber is. I got in. Victoria, that is, everyone listening to this, never do this. This is awful. Awful. And then um, there was just, it was some guy's birthday. He was from Alberta. And then there's a few girls there saying, like, saying that they were, they were spies and, you know, making this bullshit story. Um, But I think one of the guys was just home who worked, like, in the oil sands in Alberta for his birthday. Um, So so that could have been another full story. But anyways, they had, like, drinks in the back. They had, like, a blue cooler. So we were just drinking. And then I met a few, like, met a few girls that I know now. And then I did get a ride home. Oh, my God. That is lucky you are such so dangerous i know brown close your ears if you're listening i know this podcast is not for moms not for our moms anyways other moms might find it funny but you're (laughs) doing this your kids are getting into the back of limousines don't rile her up (laughs) i live for it okay now you tell me another one okay so i'm gonna do 21 so when i went on exchange Honestly, when I went on exchange, you know when you're, like, trying to meet people and you're kind of in, like, an uncomfortable situation and you, like, tell yourself you're not going to get as drunk because you want to, like, you're on your own, but then you end up getting the most drunk because you're so anxious? Yeah. happened to me. So I met up with acquaintances that I just kind of met through exchange, like, through courses. I didn't really know them. I went pretty drunk to, like, a pre, got so drunk and just, like, got to the club and it wasn't even like the worst of the stories, but I just danced like a person who was on the next psychedelic. Like I was just like drunk, but in like I was just so anxious and the music was just blaring that I was dancing so aggressively and I like ended up forming like a circle around me where I was like breaking it down in the middle. And then I just like don't remember any of this. And then the next day at the gym, these two guys come up to me and they're like, Sam, hey, like your dance moves were out of control last night. And I was just <laughs> Like, standing there, like, two, like, five-weight barbells in my hand each, like, pumping up and down, like, ha-ha, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was so mortified. And then literally every time I see these guys in the gym, they just, like, kind of mock my dance moves, thinking they're funny. And every time I'm in, like, the gym, I just, like, would be mortified to look at them and, like, scurry by really quick. And it's so not- your dance moves good or bad? I'm not really sure. Like, in my mind, they're always phenomenal. <laughs> but I don't know if I don't know if they were that good. They left a memorable impression. So really like no publicity is bad publicity. But that's probably like one of my day after regrets, I guess. It's so simple and like nothing too crazy, but it's enough just to like have me mortified. Pretty funny that your dance moves were memorable enough to call you out on it at the gym the next day. I know I was so embarrassed. Another one that my roommate reminded me of was with her. Um, and a bar in Ottawa was closing down, and it's the one that we always went to um, throughout university. It's, like, where I got my fake taken away. It's where, like, all Greeks go during um, during big events. Um, and so we were pretty upset that it was closing. Um, so we – and it was Halloween. So we got shirts and wrote RIP oh liquor God. store, which was a pretty great costume. And then – at this bar, people are allowed to dance on the bar at 1 a.m. All the girls get up on the bar. And then it's a bar that we always, like, go behind, like, the stage where there's, like, a couch and people dance, um, which is kind of really fun because you get away from crowds. So we always, like, go behind the stage. 
when we were up on the bar, the owner puts on My Heart Will Go On and literally replays it four times. Why? Because it's so sad. Oh, my God. Um, And then we all, we kind of knew the owner. So a bunch of us just went to, um, to his house after to, like, have to play games and drink a little more. A memorable moment. I love, I can't believe my, that's, like, the saddest song on earth. I know. He was just so sad, and he kept playing it on loop. So sad. Well, what came in its place now? Is there a better bar there now? I don't think there's anything there, no. You've been to it, too. It's where you, Rachel, and I were dancing really hardcore. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Incredible. Oh, I love that. I feel nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me another one. Okay. Um, so, me and my friends went to Cancun on spring break. And um, I want to preface here that I am queen of, like, bar fights are gross and like no one should ever be hitting anyone i want to preference that at the beginning because <laughs> i don't <laughs> and i want to preference that i just don't believe in it with that being said when we went to cancun we were in this we got escorted it was quite nice because our hotel was full of university students and they had buses set up to drive us to every club and drive us home from every club so we kind of had everything sorted um, in regards to, like, safety, like, we felt very safe being in all these, like, local Cancun clubs, which sometimes are stigmatized as a bit more, like, dangerous. Um, but I felt super safe in there. All my friends were dancing, except there was this one gentleman, um, I believe to be local, who kind of kept coming near all my, my friends. We were so drunk, because obviously, you're, it's spring break. You want to live up to that whole hype of, like, the name. Um, and whatever, we kind of, like, shove him. We're like, please go away. He doesn't. Um, we move to a different part of the bar, and he's just like, where's Waldo? Pops up, like, once again, he shows up. Fine, whatever. Hitting on another one of my friends. Please go away. He doesn't. We move a third time. The third time, we are obviously towards the end of the night, or like midnight, peak drunk, peak, like, your queen of confidence. And this guy literally does not only, like, grope one of my friends on a third time, but just persistently, like, We've been, like, yelling at him, arguing with him, and the building up, we're building up, we're building up. And then my bionic arm comes from nowhere and punches him in the face. Oh, no. <laughs> and this man, this man's all about equality, so he tries to punch <laughs> me right back. <laughs> and the bouncer, like, slides in, like, he's just, like, whoop, slides in and, like, lifts me up and, like, throws me behind him, like, across him. And he just stands there and, like, literally, like, I don't even know. He probably took the punch and didn't even move because he was, like, so huge. And I was just, like, shocked that this just happened. And I was, like, that's not who I am. And I'm drunk and I'm, like, over the top. Just, like, I can't believe this happened. And I'm not one to fight and I'm not one to cry. And that night I did both because I ran out of the bar and, put like, nuzzled my face into my best friend's, like, chest. and was just literally, like how can this happen this man tried to hurt us and then he tried to hurt me and i was crying you're the one who threw a punch but fair enough he deserves it yeah and it was just like the most like messy of nights and probably like it was like the first and last time i've ever like even thought about getting physical with someone but i like when it comes to like men not listening to like women saying no i think it just like triggers something new within me that just like 
I'm just like, that's it. Like, this is the only other option. This is my bionic arm. It's coming out. You punched all men for the girls out there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Because we all want to do that at some point in our lives. And you need to. You know, no, just don't do it. Just walk. Just, just, just find a way to not where's Waldo him. Just ensure he's gone. <laughs> my fifth, I think, I don't know, in undergrad, like I always wanted to dance on surfaces. I think dancing on surfaces is like the epitome of like hot girl dream. You know what I mean? You're like that hot girl who's yeah. above everyone else. You feel kind of like entitled when you're like standing up there, like queen. Like, oh damn, or just like, like I- everyone's like impressed or everyone like literally cheers you on. Yeah, it's I feel like, like I'm standing there and I'm having like my Beyonce moment when I'm like Exactly. And I remember just like there's a time there where I would always wait until uh, the bouncers were looking the other way, like security, and just hop on whatever I could get. Mm-hmm. Like that time at El Jefe in Mississauga. Oh my gosh, yes. You jumped right on. This bar is like, literally, they probably, everyone can realize their, their kitchen. It's probably like smaller than their kitchen. Like it's like the smallest little like bar. And like the security is pretty heavy on like keeping it under, under the radar safe. And Victoria like, somehow managed to school her way right up on the top and dance and didn't even get kicked out that's the kicker yeah I'm pretty sure it lasted probably maybe 20 seconds and then the bouncer came up to me and said that if I did that again he'd kick me out but I was like are you impressed with me though that I got up there without you noticing (laughs) he's like yeah or maybe I made that up in my head but I'm pretty sure he was impressed I I was impressed I was filming I filmed it and sent it to my mom because my mom used to be a a bar a bar dancer yes I remember showing my family that the rest of her family and they were mortified what can you do really honestly i think it was awesome all the moral of this story is channel your inner beyonce okay sam take us home the last one so i wouldn't say this is the most crazy but it is the most recent so i thought i would end it with my last kind of drunk um embarrassing moment of the decade um so coming back from the uk we all went out with my friends into Port Credit, just like a local bar called Nomads. Um, we got very drunk because I was celebrating, honestly, I was celebrating a hard term. And I was like, I deserve this. And I get to see a run that I haven't seen in months and months. Um, and like all of us do at small bars is we pick the designated coat chair and everyone throws their coats on the chair. Um, I had a really nice like woolly Aritzia kind of throw on coat um, that I got a while back. And I, like, whatever, threw it on the chair with everyone else. And then everyone was going out for smoke or whatever it was. And I was going to just, like, check on my coat. Uh, maybe I was going to go with them. I don't even know. But I go, and where is my Woldy Aritzia coat? It is nowhere to be seen. And there's a group of guys kind of standing around where the coats were. And I, like, instantly just started interrogating. And I'm like, one of you take my coat? It's, like, so insinuating that these men have taken my coat. And they're like, No. And I just, like, can't get the words no. Like, in my mind, I'm like, this coat has to be here. Like, and I kind of just start throwing coats off the designated coat chair, which these guys have now merged with our coats and have put their coats there, too, and I didn't know. And they just kind of are like, yo, like, what do you think you're doing? Like, you're throwing my coat. And I'm just, like, so irritated by, like, these low-voiced men. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I make up this long story, which is true to some extent that my dad did buy it for me, but I was just like, my father bought this for me for a Christmas present five years ago before you went away on business, blah, blah, blah. I make up the longest fucking live story thinking that some of them will feel bad and like give me my coat back even though they don't have it. <laughs> and then 
lo and behold, like I get over it. And at the end of the night, I see a coat that looks exactly like my coat on the ground, kind of in the area of the designated coat chair. And I'm like, guys, like, this is it. Like, I'm so embarrassed. And when I bend down to get it, it is like, it's ugly twin sister. It is a replica of the coat. And that is what is left in its spot. So I'd like to believe someone just honestly messed up. But in my heart, I know it was swapped for the ugly twin sister. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Very upset about it. The ugly twin sister of coats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'm still, I'm not over it. Clearly, you can tell. I'm like still enraged. Yeah. Wow. There's so many more I would love to share, but we'll have to share another time. I know. I want to say, like, I feel like those five are just, like, the ones that came to my mind because I was thinking, like, a bit more, like, I was thinking, like, just off the top of my head. But I feel like if I had a bit more of, like, a brainstorming sesh with, like, friends and fam, I'm sure 100,000 more would come. But we wanted to actually give a shout out to everyone who went out of their way to actually reply to us on Instagram. It actually means the world to us to have just, like, a bit of response. Um... People who left reviews, thank you, Jeju and Ambush Design. We love you. Thank you so much. And with that, we are going to go into 2020. Um, This 2020 brings a bunch of stuff. We want to start talking um, with different people, getting perspectives. We're going to bring up some interviews into this. We're going to attack some challenges in 2020. We also just want to do a bit more fun Q&As. So, If you ever have a question at all about themes you've heard in the past or even questions you have for the future, people you want us to interview, let us know because 2020 is all about bringing our stumblers together and seizing opportunity. If you have any more drunk stories you'd like to share anonymously, we would love to hear them. We would absolutely love. It's always a good laugh. Or if you can think of any for us. Yes, if you think of any we didn't share that you think are pitiful Sammy Z and Vicky B stories... Tell us, and we would love. We will share them on Instagram, or maybe we'll do a quick little sum up next week of like the top ones we got throughout the week. Great idea, Sammy Z. With that, we are stumbling into 2020. Blue mojitos in hand. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. Like, subscribe, share, and comment on whatever it is you're listening to Stumbling Along on today. Ciao!